Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Fistle Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man, along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's time for a Big Blue Kickoff Live. Nobody can ever tell you that you couldn't do it because you did. On Giants.com. You know what I saw? New York Giant Prime. And the Giants mobile app. 17-14 is the final. One touchdown, we are world champions. Believe it, and it will happen. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. Let's go out there like a bunch of crazy dogs. Have some fun. Oh, a happy Thursday and welcome to another edition of Big Blue Kickoff Live right here on Giants.com and the Giants mobile app. Jonathan Casillas, John Schmelk, back together after uh, Thanksgiving week where we didn't have a show together. Good to be back talking Giants football with you at 201-939-4513 or hashtag Giants chat on Twitter if you want to get in touch with us that way. You certainly can. Jonathan, we're finally into a game week now. It was weird. You had three or four days over the weekend where there's no Giants news, and now we're Regular Thursday for us, the Giants actually have off today in, like, the weird kind of, like, long week schedule that they do. But really, to date, and, you know, I'm sure we'll say this again in two weeks and the Giants and Commanders play again, but the biggest game of the year for the Giants coming up here, a team that they are leading by a half game in the standings, one game in the loss column, and the Giants need their tiebreakers. It's a division game, head-to-head, division, however you want to paint it. Huge, 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 huge game for the Giants on Sunday hosting the Commanders. 100%. This might be the most critical game of the season. And I'm talking about from here on out, not just up to this point. Because, number one, if you look at the the playoffs, right, and you look at who's pushing for the playoffs, Commanders is in that push. They are in that push. They were right now basically three teams for two spots. I'm assuming yes, that, exactly, because Dallas is going as first wild Exactly what assuming I think, Dallas too. Assuming Dallas is in, you got four division winners, yep. right? Then you got Seattle yep. six and five, yep. Giants seven and four, Commanders, Commanders seven and five. I agree, fully agree with you. Had this conversation maybe with myself yesterday <laughs> to try to figure out exactly what the Giants needed to do to get the job done, and the Commanders are in the way. The Commanders looking at the Giants like the Giants are in the way. So expect the the Commanders to who has been playing. Very good football. Six at out least, of seven. At least they've been winning some games. You know, not not always looking pretty. You know, but they're they've been finishing similar to how the Giants started the season. They're very very similar mm-hmm. in terms of how they're trying to win games. Trending in the opposite direction, which is not what I'm liking right now. You know, the Commanders are a team that is trending up. Uh, they've been playing well. They are getting healthy. They got one of the better pass young pass rushers in the league. Chase Young coming back. 
and it looks like he's going to be back. Right, they're they're trending up. They're already a dominant defensive line up front, and then if you look at the other side, very similar. The Giants, the Giants are very similar to the, the Commanders, but trending down right now. You know, hopefully with, with the losses, of course. You yeah, know, three, three out, out of the last four, yep. four games, um, with one only the win coming against the Houston Texans, which is like, uh, you know, it's not. Who are right now but, easily the worst team in football. And, and let's yeah. throw some positivity yes, in there. Let's go. A lot of guys are getting healthy. Evan yep. Neal's coming back. Is Bellinger back this week? Uh, it looks like that's it. what it's that's yep. what's going. Looks like it. And and for me, those two guys are are, are who the Giants miss the most. I want to throw Fabian Moreau in that mix too. They need okay. they need corner. I, so you know, I will throw him in that I, mix. I agree with you too. And the reason why I agree with you with that because you know Dory Jackson being out, of course. Yeah. But the reason why they don't have the sack numbers. Is because of the coverage. The guys are open, so the quarterback can get the ball out. And and the yep. way Wink Martindale runs his defense, he blitzes a lot. You need corners to and, cover. And it's not surprise blitzes. So offenses are prepared. So when your offense, this is just basic football 202, maybe not 101, maybe 202. If you got a, a defense that you know blitzes a lot, especially on the downs that you can predict, you're going to tell your quarterback to get the ball out fast. That's what you're gonna do. You're gonna feed, find out who your reads are and get the ball out quick. So the 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 chances of getting sacks are decreased because of the known pressure that's coming. But you have to hold up at least for a few seconds on the back end. Yeah, the quarterback knows they have to get exactly. the ball out quickly. So that's why you know you might get quarterback hits, but the quarterback knows the ball's got to come out. Right. Fast. So people, you know, try you know. People are probably wondering why the Giants' sack numbers aren't there. That's one of the reasons why is because, number one, they're a blitzing team. Teams know that they're a blitzing team, so they're advising their quarterback, get the ball out quick, you know, go through your first two and then check the ball down, something along the lines of that. They know that, but there has to be coverage on the back end immediately in the beginning of these plays so it can shut some of these these plays down so the quarterback is not going one-two and get the ball out. He's going one-two and then have to maybe look for his third read or even maybe one, two, three, four, his fourth read. Now that slows the whole offense of momentum down. That that slows the whole play down, and that allows the time for the defensive line to get there because the guys are close. Kayvon Thibodeau is playing some good football. Best game of his career mm-hmm. on he Thursday. He had nine hurries, five hits. Four or five, yeah, I forget five, the number. Five yeah, something hits, like that. but didn't get to the quarterback. And I think, like what you said, I think that has a lot to do with the coverage in the back end. Yeah, but he put Prescott on his rear end a couple of times mm-hmm. in that game for sure. And I thought he was just very, very active, did a good job against Tyler Smith. And I think you saw a couple of those pressures, Jonathan, came from Wink's scheme. Yeah. Where Tyler Smith draws back, and all of a sudden, he's got a unblock guy inside of him. He blocks the inside guy, and Thibodeau can get upfield and, and get to the quarterback. And you're right. And in order to get to the, the other part of this, too, and I think it's important this week for Washington, let's focus on their offense first. Yep. For Wink to break those things out, you got to get into third and long, right? Yes. Washington is very content to rush for two yards on first down, mm-hmm. three yards on second down, and be in a third and four or a third and five. Like they're they're cool with that. Like they're fine with that. So the Giants are going to have to load up the box on early downs here to stop the run because they have two pretty good backs. I'm not going to call them great, but they're pretty yep. good backs. Robinson is a 220-pound sledgehammer between the tackles. Dropped the nail, dropped the hammer on that kid last week in Atlanta. What a sideline! Wow, absolutely for the touchdown. And he, you want, you know, we always talk about dirty yards. Brian Robinson is the king of dirty yards. Yeah. all his yards are dirty. Yep. And then Antonio Gibson, 
outside guy, speed guy, mm-hmm. receiver out of the backfield. I think he's second on their team in catches, if I'm not mistaken, right or third. So good variety of backs. The Giants are gonna have to once again stop the run on early downs. Yeah, hundred percent. And and look, this is this is real NFC East. Right, the traditional NFC East is known for the physicality, the run stopping, the runs, the 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 big, powerful defensive lines, and that's what the Commanders. The Commanders fit that mold. Yeah, it's like old Gibbs Parcells yeah, stuff going the, and, on and, here. Yeah. And the Giants do as well, you know. But like I said, these are two teams trending in the wrong direction. But with that being said, the Giants can correct the ship. The Giants have their whole future in front of them. They have their whole future in front of them. The next, well, throughout Six, the rest of the yep, season, right? Six weeks. Throughout the rest of the season. And they can even manage to slip into the number two spot somehow, some way. Maybe can't win a division, but maybe their first wild card. Maybe yeah. the first wild card. Not a maybe the far card. Hey, look, hey, look, they but, play. They, right, they with help, play. they can win a division with help. They still play the that's, Eagles twice. That's that, but that's just so that's just so crazy. Right now, with help, the Giants can win a division. If the Giants sweep the rest of their right. division games, they actually have a legitimate chance right. of winning the which NFC's. which is very difficult to ask, especially when you look at the play the uh, the teams that they're going against. Oh yeah. And I said this weeks ago. Maybe even the months ago that the commanders aren't as sorry as we think. They're not. And and they and they are better than you think. Right now. They are better. They're doing a lot of things to win games. They're playing, I think, smart ball. They're opportunistic. They're making plays. They got running backs that can run the ball. Yep. And they got a quarterback who, look, he's not afraid to make mistakes. He's gonna throw that ball. He's not, he's not, he's not afraid to go down the field. They have Terry McLaurin, who's one of the better receivers in the division. I love Terry McLaurin. He's a oh, tough, he's, so he's a tough kid. He's so skilled to run great routes, got great hands. He's a downfield threat, and he's making big plays. So it's a this is not a good matchup. Well, it's a good matchup. It's just not an easy matchup. There yeah. you go. It's not I'll, easy. It's I'll, a difficult I'll, matchup. I'll build on that in two ways. One, agreed, not an easy matchup. But I do think, you know, I think we got to the point in the second half of that Cowboy game, right, where, look, there are a couple of tough penalties in that game, but they went both ways. But I think you saw the Cowboy <clears throat> overall talent level right. take over yes. the game in the second yes. half. Yes, that's exactly what it was. CeeDee Lamb one-on-one. Yeah. And and tip my hat off to Darnay no, Holmes. No, he played him hard. He, he played him did well. play him hard. Very contested. He forced that, an interception. That forced, it, it forced an interception. But he forced a lot of one-handed catches yeah. by that guy. And you talking about three one-handed catches? I don't know how many catches one-handed yeah, catches. And, then, and then they forced Gallup into a couple of those tough jumping yep. catches, too. And Dick McLeod did a nice job on him. So, look, the talent went out for Dallas. I don't think you're going to get a point here against Washington where you're like, oh, man, the commanders are just so much more talented than the Giants. No, that's not the case. These teams, talent-wise, are very, very similar. Neck and neck. neck, yep. and neck. So mm-hmm. whichever team plays better on Sunday is going to win. Exactly, 100%. Second part I'll build on you. I want to ask you a question. Because I was talking to Darnay Holmes about this. He's going to be our Giants Huddle podcast guest on Friday, by the way. Talking to Julian Love about it, too. And I'm like, all right, guys, give me a feel here as a defensive player. You're watching Taylor Heineke, right? You look at his numbers, 61% completion, you know, seven touchdowns, five, eight touchdowns, five interceptions. Well, the numbers, eh, like some passes don't look great. He doesn't have, he doesn't have a, you know, plus he is a, his arm's fine, but it's not a plus arm. Right. He's not running around like, you know, some crazy guy, but he's, but he's elusive and he kind of makes plays yep. and he's got some moxie and they're winning games. So as a defensive guy, what is it about a guy like Heineke that makes him a little bit more dangerous like the sum of the parts is more dangerous than the parts. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's like uh, you know, uh, he's a, he's a risky guy. You know, it's like a it's big risk, big reward with him. He you is know? willing to throw the ball. Yeah, in the he is, man. He <laughs> is. But 
you know, you, you want a guy that, uh, that'll be willing to kind of not risk it all because you don't want to risk your whole franchise, you know, because that's what the quarterback does. The quarterback has that ball all the time, every single play. Then you get that's the, James, the franchise. Then you get the Jameis Winston level. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> you, know, you, don't, you don't want that. But what you do want, you want a guy that you feel like you can count on. And I think that that's what they think. They can count on him. Right. And they can he can make plays to win games. And he can also make plays that will lose games. But in, to be honest, if you look at the commanders or, or the Washington football team or the Redskins, any team you want to – Heineken's been the best quarterback that they've had in a long time. I don't think there's been a winner from Washington. I mean, Robert, in Robert Griffin's the third rookie year. But how long outlier. ago was that? Oh, was one year. No, I know. How I know. long ago was that? I know. He's on TV. Ago. He's been on TV for years <laughs> now. You know, right, but like what I'm saying is, is that there's hope at the position. Yeah. You know, and if you look at other teams around the league, let's go across town to the Jets, right? The Jets have a tremendous team. They just needed a quarterback, yeah. you know? Or and Mike they, White did a nice they job. They needed a quarterback to not lose. They That's just, what yeah, they need. They, they just need the quarterback to be competent. They right. need competent quarterback so play. So with, with that being said, as a defender, somebody who's, you know, going out there playing hard, and I'm not taking anything away from that kid, no, Zach Wilson, about, you know, if he played, but he just wasn't playing well. You, when you're playing hard and you're doing what you're supposed to do as a defense or special teams or whatever unit you're on, you're doing your job and you know there's somebody there that's not doing their job, that's a problem. But I, and By the way, I will flash back to the Broncos sideline incident between ooh. the – was it Purcell, I yeah, think, Purcell. And, and Russell yep. Wilson? Yeah. Yeah, not, not, not great. Not great. Not great <laughs> at all. But, but, but Heineke's a guy that you don't have to question, it looks like. They don't have no questions about him and how hard he's playing and what's his commitment to the program. And I, I think that's what guys are fired up about. And he's buying his old linemen and tight ends, Jays, Jordans. Come on, bro. I want some Jays too, bro. <laughs> it's funny. It's, well, I'm looking at TV here. Did you see the Patrick Peterson quote about Kyler Murray from the podcast? Uh-uh. So he's on. He does it with another former defensive back, I think. McFadden, was that his last name? Pearson or was he? I don't remember. Was Dante McFadden? I don't remember. Uh, former teammate, I guess. And they were talking about um, how they thought Kingsbury might take the fall in Arizona, right? And – Somehow Kyler Murray comes up and like Patrick Peterson like kind of gets up in his chair a little bit and he kind of you can see him getting a little anxious and he just like interrupts his host. He goes, Kyler Murray, he cares about Kyler Murray and that's it. Mm. <laughs> and he was like enthusiastic yeah. about saying it too. And then Murray kind of went back on him on Twitter and stuff like that. But that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I don't know what to make of that because and, and it made me did think they have a is, relationship or something. Oh, he was on. Peterson oh, was on duh, 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 duh. Yeah. So he Damn. he he saw. I, I mean, look, Patrick Peterson saw that. Yeah. She. And and what made me think is that you were making the point about the quarterback Ooh. and the leadership and the now, team. Now you got it, my right? brain spinning. And, now. That, and that's uh, what made me. And then right, it popped right, on right. TV, and I'm like, well, I, I got to bring that up to Jonathan because he kind of just brought that thing up. Yeah, but but that's kind of what I'm talking about. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that's that's kind of what I'm talking about, and it's like. You know, as look, when you're playing with the guy, you know, like you really do your best to not throw anybody under the bus. That's why Wilson got so much slack over in, you know, in, in this region because we care about the team. You know, the, the Giants and the Jets fans are pretty similar. We're basically in the same region. You know what I mean? Maybe some a little long, long Island, a little more support for probably Long the, Island, Jersey. Right, the, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, whatever, yeah. whatever. Sure. Tomato, tomato, right? Jersey, New York, right? But, like, they're passionate. And when guys perform and when guys are accountable, that's what the main thing is. And that's what you want to see. You want to see 
players being accountable. You want to see coaches being accountable. And it's not all about wins and losses. It's about the accountability that's shown and improvement that's shown. That's what you're not seeing from certain people. I'm not saying Kyler Murray's in that yeah. category. Zach Wilson definitely is in that category. And I think Heineke is a guy who's on the opposite side. I think he's a guy that has improved. At least he's improved his image. Yeah, and he's not super talented, but his teammates all buy into him. And he him. took the team to the playoffs, bro. Yeah. And he played well in that playoff game against Tampa. Well, He has more playoff experience ago. than Daniel Jones. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert Week to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. Yeah. All right, <laughs> 201-939-4513. We talked a lot about the Washington defense, and, and we can get to that as we move along here, too, and I'm sure Paul and uh, Lance will do that tomorrow. Maybe it's me and Lance tomorrow, and we'll talk play about the commander's defense tomorrow, but we figured do something a little different today. We'll do the commander's offense, and then we'll do the defense a little bit <clears throat> later on. And, folks, don't forget, go subscribe to the Giants Little Podcast. Great interviews. Just interviewed Jonathan Vilma today. Were you with him in That's New my Orleans? guy. I I, you know what? what? I, I got to the end of the That's interview. Crazy. I got to the end of the interview, and I'm like, shoot. I should have asked That's him. Because I wasn't sure if you guys overlapped there for bro, a year. We were there and I for thought, four years. Four together. years together. That's huh? my big bro. Do yeah. me a favor. Text, text him, him all the time. Text him and let him know that I told him again, thanks for the interview. And yeah, he did no a great doubt. Job. No doubt. Anyway, so Vilma's <laughs> posting later on today. John's former teammate. Uh, tomorrow we're going to have Darnay Holmes with uh, Brian Dable and a Washington preview with John Keim from ESPN. we got three podcasts a week. We'll have a rapid reaction after each game, too. So make sure you go check that out. It was, in fact, it was, I believe, John and Madeline after the Thanksgiving yep. game. We're yep, on the Giants yep, yep. podcast. So mm -hmm. go check it out. Find it on your favorite podcast platform, Giants.com slash podcast, or on the Giants app. Just search for Giants Huddle. All right, we got a full bank of calls. Let's get to it. We'll take your calls the rest of the way here at 201-939-4513. Donnie in Queens is up next. Donnie, what's going on? Hey, good afternoon, guys. Thanks for taking the call. What's up? You guys said something I'm glad you said uh, about the talent level of the two teams on Sunday because it kind of goes to the, the crux of my phone call. So being that the teams are pretty evenly matched, we think, there's no overwhelming talent on either side of the ball. What should the difference in the game be? I mean, I'm going to give a very generic statement here. Play sound football. Like, yeah. Well, the quarterback, quarterback. And, and, and then turnovers, Donnie. Turnovers. Look, turnovers. Turnovers are going to number one and, and look, yeah. and turnovers, generally speaking, are usually more quarterback-driven than right. other it, stats. That's it, true. It's a hand-in-hand -hand stat. Sure. You know, Daniel really hasn't played pressure football in the NFL yet. Uh, I think, that, you know, with the way the past seasons have gone, the the seasons have been over by October. This season, they kind of got up to a hot start. They've been, they've been playing with a cushion. No one really expected them to beat Dallas. Now, now the pressure is on. And to me, the true evaluation of Daniel Jones is about to start. And we all understand there's limitations around him. I'm not asking the guy to go out there and throw four touchdowns and 350 yards. But somewhere along the way, we've forgotten this guy was the sixth overall pick in the draft. And the Washington, I was just about to say a bad word, the Commanders um, are starting a quarterback that they don't believe in, that they tried to replace uh, a few times now. 
Daniel has to outplay the Heineke's of the world, the Matt Ryan's, as this season goes on, if this team is going to make I the playoffs. I think that's fair. I think that's fair, Jonathan, and, right? Yeah. You, you know, it's like, and Jonathan, I'm sure you've been on teams where you believed in your quarterback and teams where you don't believe in your quarterback. And, you know, Daniel throwing in a clunker on Sunday probably doesn't bode well for what the rest of the roster thinks about their chances moving forward the rest of the season. So I'm going to be there Sunday. I'm going to be in Section 103. I'm excited for the game. It's, you know, a home December game that matters. I do think we're going to win. I think we're going to be able to get after Heineke. But I don't want to see Jones fumbling, throwing interceptions. He's gotten away through quite a few picks over the last few weeks that have been called back for one reason or another. So we need a clean game out of Daniel. Uh, and if that happens, I think we'll, we'll get the W. So thanks for taking the call. Awesome. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah. Thanks, Donnie. Good call. Yeah. Agree. Clean game one. I'll throw this one out there too, Jonathan. He has to make the easy and 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 I and I'm going to call Robert Sala, who said this about Mike White yep. this make week. The easy look easy. Make the easy look yep. easy. Mm-hmm. Like I and agree. I, and I know there was a rusher in his face on the Saquon play. Yep. Made that catch harder than it had to be. Yep. And there was a was it the week before the pass to Richie James in the flat that yep. he threw it a little mm-hmm. bit too far outside over his head. Look. To Donnie's point, Daniel doesn't have to throw for 300. He doesn't need to have an 80% completion rate. But make sure you make the plays that are there for yeah, you. And yeah. don't make the big mistake. That's right. what I'm looking for. 100%. And he has done that for the most part this season. For sure. But look, and I, I don't. I feel like I have been critical on him, maybe not on this show, but in past. He's been here for a while now, Daniel Jones. And he, he really doesn't have that much help. Saquon's really not helping him the last few weeks. And I'm not blaming this on Saquon. I'm just talking about his production and his numbers. Oh, yeah. Offensive Saquon's line, Saquon, numbers. defenses, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Mm-hmm. But this is what I this is what I'm looking at, right? The Giants are not a passing team, right? And and I, I think one of those Seahawks maybe game where they opened up with like seven or eight plays were like passes. Yep. And they actually scored on that. And drive. right. And yeah. they and they did well. And, and they, even the first drive against Dallas, they ran a ton of play right. action. And they, they drove down the field and, they and got did. the field goal, right? And they did. But my thing is is that the Giants are a running team. Like I understand passing early to open up for the run. Passing early, throwing deep to open up for underneath. I understand all and of that. And they had the shot play to Slayton for you. Yes, they threw it they for did, you. Which is I think amazing and you have to continue to do that. And I will hope that Slayton will be that guy, not once a game, not twice a game, but multiple times a game. And it doesn't have to be completed every time. Just the the, the thought of the safeties not being able to sit shallow and they have to play deep, that will open the offense up. But the Giants need to force feed Saquon. I don't think Saquon's hurt, right? No, people, he's good. People are saying Saquon might be hurt. I'm like, look, the guy got 35 carries. He's a beast. He can get 35 carries. Maybe not every single game, but one game out the year with 35 carries. Unless he's hurt, which I don't think he's hurt. He's not, like, gassed from getting 35 carries. That's not happening. Feed him. Don't give him a couple carries and he only has a couple yards. Keep giving him the ball, even if it's not at opportune times. You got to get your best player going. Every game, Schmelke. Every game. Not just once every month. That he snaps off and you give him 35 carries. No. If he's averaging three and a half yards a carry and he's only at 15 carries, give him 10 more. It's See funny. what happens. You are literally mimicking what your boy Jonathan Vilma said to me today. That's what he said? Because I know, <laughs> I'll tell you what he said. Because I asked him, look, the running game hasn't been going the last month or so. How do you get it going? He goes, 
you got to commit to it. Yes, man. And you know what? It's just he goes. It's just like the Titans. Yes. And in the first quarter, J- Derek- JV, stay out of my stuff, <laughs> JV. And he goes, if Derrick Henry, you know, if they have two, three and outs in the first quarter, and Derrick Henry runs for two yards, four yards, two yards, and they're fourth and two, and they punt. They're like, cool, because we know eventually. Yep. The run's going to hit. Yep. And he made the point with the Giants. And by the way, for the most part this year, they have done a good job of sticking to the run throughout games. But he said, look, even if it's not working early, you have to keep doing yes, it. Yes, man. You have to. Because eventually, Barkley's good enough where it's going to start happening right. later in the and, game. And, and that was the point that he made It may not be a slow drip. It may not be a, a, a six, a seven, or eight yarder. It may be a 60 yarder. Or it may be the slow drip. Saquon is capable of doing all of these things. But he has to have a lot of carries. Because, like, at the end of the day, these guys know who's getting the ball. They know Saquon's getting the ball. Okay, cool. Now stop me. The reason why I said what I just said, because stopping means 20 carries, 25 carries for 60 yards. Okay, that's understandable. You did a good job on Saquon. But not 12 or 13 carries. That's not stopping. That's the offense stopping Saquon. That's Kafka. So you would rather give that extra eight carries, even at low efficiency, to see if it breaks out. Yes. You know why? Saquon's not a fumbler. He doesn't give the ball up. He doesn't, you know what I mean? Like, it's a safe give. And you're giving three or four yards of carry is safe. Okay, then punt the ball. You know and, what I mean? and, 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 you know, and if you're in third and four, third and five, that's a manageable That's a manageable down, right? you okay. know? And then the possibility of him breaking a run is not low, Schmelke. It's pretty good. <clears throat> yeah. Maybe not as high as it was because everybody's so keyed in onto him and they understand what he presents as a threat, but it's yeah. still there. And I would take my percentages with him. Then – Daniel Jones having to throw the ball 40 times a game. The receivers that are not going to make it. Because it's not about Daniel Jones. Right. It's about mm-hmm. the people that's around him, including the offensive line. Bellinger being out, like the, the receivers, of course, we, we speak about this literally every, every week. single <laughs> week, every show, every pregame show, every time <laughs> we speak about it. So it's noted. Everybody knows what's going on. Daniel Jones is capable. He is. He's not turned the ball over a lot this season, but he has turned the ball over a little bit in recent weeks, and I would like that improve. What would help everybody is if Evan Neal came back, Bellinger came back, and they did another 40 carry, well, 47 carries total, if they have one of those games. And let's see what those numbers look like after the game because I highly doubt if you're running the ball over 35 times a game, you're going to average less than four yards a carry. Somebody's going to break something. And I think Saquon is very capable of doing that. You know, I'm a big fan of his. I'm an advocate for him. I love the way he plays the game. I love his mindset. And I love what the New York Giants have done with him besides the last few weeks. I just I don't think they're using him enough. Like, we, we can't save him no more. Now, the issue, too, Jonathan, is they no have gone play down count. the last couple of games, too. They've been down. Yes. That's the difference. They've been down of, two scores right. late in second half. That's true. That's true. But I don't think you still get go away from it. Unless it's at the end. Unless it's at the right. end of the game, I think you still try to run the football. Especially the the defense are gonna is gonna be a little bit softer in the second half with the lead. They're not gonna be as tight as they were the entire time. Somebody's gonna let up. You know, we kind of saw that. I don't know if you watched it. Did you watch the Michigan Ohio State game? No, I did. I didn't see well, that. Well, Ohio uh-huh. State first half, Michigan couldn't run it. They couldn't run it. Mm. They hit a couple of plays over the top, but then second half, all of a sudden. 
got softer. Got I didn't softer. see it at and then all. Michigan I know Michigan kind of ran away from it. It basically bit. defined exactly what you're talking yeah, about but, here. But that's football. Football, and, and even the season, the season is a tale of two halves. Every game is a tale of two halves. You know, it's like no matter what happens in the beginning of the game, you have to come out and perform. That first drive at the start of the third quarter is like literally the most important drive in the game because it's like going to predict how the rest of this game is going to play out. And Dallas went down, had the – 14 play drive. You got and players what cramping happened? everywhere. Yeah, and I was not good. And then the next drive was at the fourth down, fourth and one. Right. That was the game. Smoke. That was the game. That was the game. It was the those Giants, two straight drives, right? The that Giants weren't the, the same after that. You know, I don't know if the juice left or whatever it was, but the Giants have to start fast this week for sure. And they have to keep the momentum. And then there has to be plays that are made to get the momentum back because the commanders are a solid team with a lot of playmakers over there on offense and defense. And I think where we kind of fall and we don't really talk about a lot is special teams. I feel like there has been so many missed opportunities on special teams. There was three or four times where the Giants had an opportunity to down the ball inside of the 10 and it didn't happen. These are hidden yardage, hidden yardage that is not on any stat sheet. Yeah. N- there's no, there's no way to find it, but we know it as, as you know, me being an NFL player, uh, old NFL player, ex NFL player. But that's what coaches talked about. They talked about hidden yardage. Hidden yardage comes where you punt from the forty or fifty yard line, right? That's got to be inside the ten. It has to be because not you're losing yards if you punt the ball, and not inside the twenty. It's got to be inside the, the 10. ten. Correct. You know, which is I think a lot of. Punters can do that, and I'm not taking anything away from this punter. Well, and, it's just, not, and it's not just Jamie Gillen. It's, it's the, the collective Correct. effort, yes. you know, and I think T-Mac's a great coach. I think he does a good job, but just like the receiver position, we don't have the guys collectively to get that ball down there every single time. Yeah, and Cross made this point during the game from the sideline. He goes, look, when you're punting from that close, if you're the Gunners, you have to run behind the return guy yep. if he lets it bounce to stop right. him from going to, to the end zone. It. He goes, yep. look, those guys, they're both running at the returner, right. and he's not going to catch it at the seven-yard no, line. And if not. he he's is, gonna he's, he's going to fair catch it, right? right? So you got to get behind him so when the ball bounces, you're in a position to down it. It hasn't been great execution on special teams, and little stuff like that is like when you look at the end of the year and you look at, okay, Giants are not bad in the turnover department. You know, the Giants rushed the ball pretty well this the year. Giants were plus two against Dallas but, in that but, game. But this, yeah. is what I'm, this is what I'm trying to say. When yeah. you look at the year's end, right, and you look at the, the statistics that matter the most, right, you look at how many points are scored, how many turnovers. You could count that one and two, whatever. I go for turnovers, number one. I go for points scored and points, mm-hmm. you know, defended against, right? And then a, the, another thing to look at, which is not really on no stat sheets, is the hitting yardage. How good was your special teams? How many penalties did you have? Yeah. Like little stuff like that adds up. Maybe 10, 15 yards a quarter. All of a sudden, that's 40, 50, 60, 70 yards a game. Schmelke, if you add it up for the season, that's 1,000 yards. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like little stuff like that, which is not really reported on no stat sheets. That's the little stuff that I worry about the Giants. That's what they struggle with all year. And I didn't see any improvement last week. And that's what makes me really nervous is because I felt like the Giants were improving. And then they, they Seattle kind of, you know, kind of, you know, hit him in the mouth a little bit, came back against the Texans. And I just really haven't seen improvement. And yes, they they've not been healthy. They, you know, losing Xavier McKinney was, was huge. And I feel like every week they're just losing guys. Dory Jackson, Dory Jackson was a big loss, You know, yeah. a, a lot of guys going out. But now is a time where they're getting healthy. Yep. But yeah, that's cool. But I want to see improvement in the stuff that they have not 
been doing well. Which Quality is, of play. Right. I want to see that improve. And that's where I feel like the Giants were trending high, let's say the first six to seven weeks. And then the last five weeks, it's been almost like a slow drip negatively, a downward drip. And it's not good. They were going up fast early in the season, you know, having a great record, 6-1 at one point. And then now it's a slow drip down the other way. Somebody has to stop that. The great way to do it is to go out there and punch the commanders in the mouth this weekend. Yeah, Giants, by the way, plus three in turnover ratio, tied for fourth best. Uh, rather, not tied for fourth best, tied for sixth best. And then only 11 giveaways this year, which is tied for fourth best. So, but that, that, like that's yeah. winning football. It is. That is winning football. But then when you look back at the end of the season and the Giants record is under 500, which is – a possibility, right? Unlikely, now? but a possibility. Very unlikely. Yes. But then you look back and be like, what the heck happened? Right. Then you start looking at the hidden yardage, which you can't really find. But right. that's what I'm trying to tell you guys. Like, this stuff has been going on every single game, right? The Giants, for somehow, some way, found a way to get through that first half of the season with only one loss. Was it two losses before half? We're talking about halfway. Two losses, right? Uh, two to halfway. Dallas and Seattle. Right, so the yeah. halfway point, they were at two losses, which was incredible. Yeah, 7-2, great. That was incredible. But we all knew what was coming. We spoke about these weeks coming up mm -hmm. from Dallas, Commanders, Eagles, Commanders. Like, we knew the stuff was coming. We talked about uh, Saquon being evaluated, Daniel Jones being evaluated. Now they're going to be evaluated. This is it. 201-939-4513. Come out, see the Giants take on the Commanders on Sunday at MetLife Stadium. Team will be in their throwback uniforms from the 80s and 90s as they host the Washington Commanders. The stadium will be branded in throwback designs, red end zones, an exclusive collectible pennant giveaway for the first 30,000 fans. Limited tickets are still available, so visit Giants.com slash tickets to secure your seat today. Could be the most important game of the year, folks. Go get your tickets. We hope to see you at MetLife Stadium. You can check out our pregame show at MetLife Central at 1130 on Sunday. Let's go to John in Cape Cod. He's up next. Hey, John. Hey, John. Hey, Jonathan. What's up? Always a pleasure. Um, Three Johns. I know, like it. What do you got? Uh, when you guys are talking about special teams and punters, you know, opinions differ, but I'm I'm a fan of the Jeff Beagles uh, school that I'd rather have a directional kicker than the Scottish hammer, but it is what it is. They just Jonathan, aren't, John, there just aren't as many directional punters in the league anymore. You have, you have mostly guys that can boom it, and then you have guys that do that rugby reverse spin that try to drop yeah. it and backspin it. Yeah. You just don't have many guys doing the coffin corner stuff anymore. Uh, no, I, I realize that. But, you know, it's a bonus for special teams because your gunners don't have to be right on top of the ball. No, I agree. The that's fair. And it, it's and that's where the Giants have been getting burned lately with plays going into the end zone, guys trying to make plays, but it doesn't always work. You know, of all the, of all the reactivations and the guys coming off of injury this week, the one I love is getting Bellinger back because for whatever reason, uh, I, their karma kind of disappeared when he got hurt. And, you know, I know he's a rookie, but you see the, the impact he made early. Jones is comfortable with him. He blocks. He doesn't drop passes. And he just makes plays. Yeah, Jonathan, John, where I think that he's going to make an impact, you're going to see him go back to a lot more 12 personnel. They've gone to much more 11 personnel since his injury because you don't have the tight ends to run the 12. And look, his run blocking, I think, was important. 
Like, Lawrence Cage is a good player. Not not the blocker Bellinger is. And I think Bellinger does make a real big difference in the run game. And Bellinger hasn't really missed practice in the last couple of weeks? Has he been practicing the last couple of weeks, right? He, he practiced right, last yeah. week. Uh, like, what I'm saying, was, like, he's that, not. I think it was non-contact. Like, it's but, not like his it's his knees. You know what I mean? It's correct. his face. Well, he's able to, like, work out. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, lift and stuff he's like going to be yeah, in yeah. shape. He's going to be strong. Yes. He's going to be fresh. You know, he's not coming off a knee injury, like, or a lower body injury, right. like, Thibodeau or, or uh, Jackson. Or, 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 yep. You know what I mean? Or like Jalar, he's, yep. He is running his best he's ever did. He's healthier now than he was in the season. Of course, you got to protect his face and stuff like that. But the guy, he was he was a, a touchdown maker. He was a leading receiver for the Giants before he got hurt, which is like, okay, cool. We got that guy back, and we also got a guy that can contribute in a running game, which is, of course, where the Giants need help. So I'm all for it. I'm with you. I'm, I, I saw Bellinger here a couple weeks ago. I was like, jeez, damn. That dude's big. No, he's, he's, he's huge. He's a big dude. He's a blocking <laughs> He's a big end, dude, man. man. Yeah. But, but which, which, when you can do both, you know, at that size, and you're not just like, no offense to Travis Kelsey, but Travis Kelsey ain't really blocking nobody, right? No, he's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver. He's a wide receiver. Yeah, 100%. You know what I mean? But you got a guy so who can get Gonzalez dirty. So was Tony Gonzalez back in the day, too. Right, right, right. Block nobody either. You, you got a guy that can get dirty. You don't have to take him off the field. You can run 11 package, and it can look different. You can run 12 package, and that could be look different, yep. too. Because mm-hmm. you could put him in the backfield. You could put him at the H-back. You could put him in line. You put him out wide. And that's the thing that Bellinger presents. He presents different matchup opportunities and also strong presence in a run game. Yep. Yeah, I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Yeah, I'll tell you one other thing, John. Before you jump on me about it, when I saw him play as a rookie, and then preseason after they drafted him, I flashed back to Mark Bavaro, and I'll tell you why. I'm not saying he's going to be a Mark Bavaro. You are lucky, Paul Dettino's on, on John, because he'd be all over <laughs> you right now. <laughs> Listen, this, no, the similarities are. The builds are similar. Both of them were drafted as blocking tight ends and turned out to be guys with great hands. Right. I mean, Bavaro was a great route runner and had more speed. But the other similarities is what it reminds me of. And he's a guy that just fits right into their offense. And that's a plus. Uh, last, last thing, guys, and then I'll get off. Um, the Giants have a rough schedule, as you know, but the good thing is it's division rivalries, and most years you can throw out records when it's division rivalries. And although, you know, I don't want to count on other teams to, to help the Giants, the, the one thing I noticed was Washington, before the season is over, has to play the 49ers, and I watch them a lot. And with their healthy people back, that is the most dominant defense I've seen so far this season. And that includes the AFC as well. All right. So that could be that could be a big help. Thank you, John. Appreciate the call. Yeah, Commanders still have the Niners on the road, and they have uh, Dallas at home. So those are their really he's not, two tough games. Yeah, he's not wrong. He definitely has a point there. But like that's, the thing is the Giants can literally, they literally have their future in their own hands. They have their future in their own hands. They have, you know, the the best team right now in the NFC uh, in next week. They have the guys who they're literally, you know, joicing for position in this wild card battle. They have them twice in the next three weeks. And then the Vikings are the right and NFC North division. Another, so it's like week, yeah. you have guys that are playoff teams in front of you. So you can mess up the playoffs, which is what the teams have done in the past. 
But the Giants are trying to jockey for a position. They're trying to figure out yeah. which wild card position they can get. And it has to go through the commanders. It has to because the commanders are looking at the Giants like the same way. We got to beat y'all to get in. We got to knock y'all down because the Giants are half a game in front, seven and four versus One seven and five. One in the lost column, yep. Mm-hmm. Right? And that goes if the if it goes the opposite way, it's a half a game up for the Commanders, right? Correct. So th- that's what they're eyeballing, and they got the Giants. This is what the Commanders have. I don't know if our fans know this. I know yeah, I know the fans know the Giants' schedule, but this is what the Commanders have. The Commanders have the Giants a bye week, and then the Giants again. I've never heard of that, Schmelk. It's almost like I've a back-to-back in it. the NBA, right? right. I've yeah. never seen it. <laughs> like, I've never played in any sports that did that, that nah, you play either. the same team twice with nothing in between. And that's – I don't know. I don't know what to, to make of that. Like, that's kind of scary for me. You know, because – and the Giants got the Eagles in the middle of all of that. The which best is, team possibly in the NFL. Which is why you got to beat them at home. Yes, You can't man. lose the home game and then off a bye, you got to go to Washington <sighs> to win that game. You don't want to have to do, because that's going to be a tough ask. Yes, I mean any game this coming up is a tough yes. ask for sure. But like Philly, man, Philly is a man. They're Dude, how, dominant. How good did they? They're look not last good. Week. They're no, dominant. They're very good. You know, and they're fine. They found ways to win games. They're winning tough games. They're they're coming from behind. Yeah. They're blowing teams out. Like this is a team that when they, I feel like if nobody you know poops down their leg in the playoffs, this is a team because how they're built, strong defensively. Can run the football very well. They're Quarterback built, is very mistake free, and they're built for January. You know what I mean? So and it's how like, many big games has Jalen Hurts played in? Like right, all those national career, title games. Right. Forget it. Like this is oh, it's a first round NFL playoffs. This is nothing right, compared nothing. to Alabama, right. Clemson. Like right. this is easy. And he's been through adversity throughout his career. So I, yeah. I, and I said this from the beginning of the season. The Eagles scare me. I said yeah, this from good. the beginning of the season. They, they scare me. And now the Commanders are scaring me too. Given that they're a surging team, they beat the Eagles. Don't no, forget about did. that. They beat the Eagles. They beat them pretty handily, too. And that that's why, for me, it's like, people are like, I'm not scared of nothing. I'm scared of a lot of things. You know why, Schmuck? <laughs> because it helps me prepare. Right. You know what I mean? If I'm scared, okay, I'm a little nervous. I think they can beat us. The, or I think they can kick our butts. The ultimate motivating factor in life is fear. Yes. And I'm honest. Like, I'm honest. Like, okay, that scares me. Let me prepare accordingly. Yeah. You know what I mean? That That's for me. So for me, when I say this scares me, that's what I'm talking about. They're a team that can potentially beat the snot out of the Giants, not just sneak a win and possibly win. This is a team that can dominate, and I'm very nervous about that because if the Giants don't come out with their A game and the Commanders do, the Commanders are a solid team. Yeah, they can beat the brakes off the Giants. And they have a defense. And they can do it again in two weeks. And they have a defensive line <laughs> that can dominate a game. See, that's, that's what scares me. Game. Like, mm-hmm. look, I'm – and, and I was a guy, and just like all, one of the callers said earlier about confidence, every single New York Giant think they're going to beat the commanders. Every single one. They have not gotten to the position to where players are not believing. Not yet, Smelt. Not yet. It hasn't happened yet. Maybe there's a little bit of doubt from people that are hurt, possibly getting back and not playing up to their potential. But I've been in situations where if it's alive, the playoff hopes, you think you're going to win the game no matter who you play against. We got the game plan. We got the guys to beat this team. And I think the Giants still have that in their heads. I think this is a confident group, but they have to play like it. Yep. They have to play like the team that we think that they are because I think this is a great great coach up top. I think Joe Shane does a good job. 
I love, I, look, I love the Maris. You know, I like, I love John. I love, I love, you know, ownership here. I love everybody in the building. Schmelk, I love you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I love people here in this building. This is a great organization. A great organization. Organization. The team has to win some football. That's what makes you a great organization. <laughs> get in the playoffs. You know, you One have to win another, some football. Figure out a way to get in the playoffs. You have to win year. some games. I'm with you. And be, since they started off so hot, you know, expectations in the beginning weren't high, but now everybody's like, okay, the Giants are a team to make the playoffs. Every single team in the NFC is going to make the playoffs. The, the fact of the, the, the truth of the matter is that's not going to happen. Not all four teams are going to make it, guys. It's not going to happen. Maybe three, possibly two. Almost definitely three. Right. That's what I'm saying. Maybe three. Yeah. You said more, more definitely three. Well, I would say it would be hard for it would hard it would be hard for both the Giants and Commanders to not make it. Right, but not four. It, for, considering the teams four playing is, each other. Yeah, right. That's what I'm saying. It's four hard. is not happening. It's hard. The Giants have to bump Se- out the Commanders. Seattle what I'm to say. would have to completely to to quote you take a poop on themselves. Right. Which <laughs> you, I don't yes. think they're doing. Not Correct. the way Geno's yes. playing. Yes, you know, correct. So it's like the Giants have the guys in front of them. Literally, the next three weeks they got the yes. Commanders. Twice they got the Eagles. And then if the Giants can do two out of three, mm-hmm. oh man, that'd be great. But if they drop two out of three, same thing. Oh man, that's bad. Live Nation presents Concert Week now through May 14th. Get twenty five dollar tickets to over five thousand shows. That's up to seventy five percent off a summer full of your favorite artists like Twenty One Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than five thousand summer shows for just twenty five dollars until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com/concertweek to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum Forty One, Thirty Seconds to Mars, Oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. All right, let's go to Tim and Charleston. Tim, sorry for making you hold so long. What's going on, bud? Hey, John, JC, good to talk to you. I'm going to talk Brooklyn fast today because I was too slow two weeks ago. But in my defense, <laughs> I love it. But, it. but in my defense, there was an echo that was throwing me off. I was hearing everything I said a second and a half later. It totally screwed me up. So anyway, I agree with everything you're saying. This game is we have to win it. That's all it comes down to. And the surest way to make the playoffs is to beat Washington this week and then go down to Washington and beat them again. And Tim, you're right. If you out. win those two games, you're in the playoffs. Period. Stop. Yeah, you're in. That's, you're in. That, that's yeah. the way I'm looking at Gotta it. Got to handle the know? commanders. And, and, and I got one other observation about the playoff hunt, and then a couple of quick questions for you. Um, is uh, The one thing I was looking at was Seattle's schedule, because I'm saying, well, geez, what if we just win nine games? Seattle beat us, and they got the tiebreaker. And then in week 17, you know who Seattle plays? The Jets. So I'm like, oh, God, I hope I don't have to rely on the Jets to beat Seattle so we can make the playoffs. And by the way, and to your point, Seattle, they ain't a lot of games. Look, they get the Rams twice, which now look like easy games. But they have the at the Chiefs, home versus the 49ers, and home versus the Jets. This Commanders? Seahawks. Oh, Seahawks, Seahawks, yeah. So those are two, like the Niners and the Chiefs are really tough, and the Jets aren't an easy game either. So. Yeah, that's yeah okay. The Rams, on the other hand, I think they've kind of packed their bags. Yeah, that's tough over there. <laughs> so, the, so the two quick question. Well, the quick question I have is one: I haven't heard anybody. All the guys you guys come back is great. Obviously, you know we talked about that. But um, uh, Dane Belton, I haven't heard anybody ask about him, and he's playing pretty well. And I was wondering if you know where he is. And then the last question before. What do you mean where he is, John? Tim, 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 hold on real quick. What do you mean where where he is? What what does that mean? Well. He's hurt, isn't he out? Dane Belton? No, Dane Belton's fine. 
He was he was he oh, missed wow. he missed practice with a clavicle, but they've been limiting him. He's good, right? They've yeah. been limiting him on Wednesdays oh, okay. during the year just because of that previous injury. He's going to play. He'll be okay. I, I guess maybe they held him out one day to rest it. That's and, correct. And I just assumed he was out. Okay, yep, yep, my yep. bad. Mm-hmm. The next question, John, I know you're from Brooklyn, too. I don't know if you're willing to share this on the air, but I was curious. What neighborhood you grew up in? What high school did you go to? I grew up in Midwood, and I went to Midwood High School. I went. To, I grew up in Flatbush. I went to Zavarian. Ah, oh, you're so. All right, you're one of those fancy Catholic school Zavarian kids, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All boys Catholic high school. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had several friends I went to junior high school with that 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 ended up going to Zavarian. I, I was I was a public school kid though. I was I was Midwood High School all the way. All right, cool. Well, we weren't far apart then, right no. along the. Uh, what used to be the D and the M train line? Now it's the uh, uh, the M, the QB and the I mean the B and the M. Flatbush so anyway, and what, Tim? Where? I, I, well, I grew up on Flatbush between Dorchester and Cortellu, and then we lived oh, okay. on Marlboro between Beverly and Cortellu. One one two two six Flatbush all the way. Oh, I know where that's uh, at. Uh, I appreciate it. One one two one zero right here. Thank you, Tim. Appreciate the call, bud. All right, thank you. Good stuff, man. Um, what was his question? Yeah, I, don't know. <laughs> I was about to talk about Brooklyn right now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we can talk some Brooklyn too. I'm done down with that. Last week, I, I, when I, I was starting to look up Dame Belton's snap count from last week, but then I got distracted. You know, and I thought this was the case, and I'm happy I just confirmed it. So last week against Dallas, the Giants played 75 defensive snaps. Julian Love and Nick McLeod, the only two Giant defenders to play 100% of the snaps, except for one other player. Do you know what other player was? Wasn't Dame Belton. Mm-mm. Jason Pinnock. Okay. He played every single snap at safety. Do you know how many snaps Dame Belton played last week? How many? Seven. Hmm. Hmm. That's interesting. I did not notice that until just now. It's interesting. You know when when guys lose playing time, usually like that is the trust factor and Pinnock performance or trust had, or both. And Pinnock had a couple of missed tackles in that game too. Yes. So it's performance. And or trust. That's what usually happens, especially when a guy's healthy. And Belton did have a couple of rough moments in the game against Detroit. So mm, maybe that was maybe that's what Yeah, maybe that's what he's alluding to. Yeah. Right, right, right. Well, I didn't know that. You have numbers. I don't have those numbers. Where's those numbers? I just brought it up on, on, on the game book. Okay. So And by the way, last week, after on a short week, Dexter Lawrence, eighty four percent of the snaps, Leonard Williams, eighty four percent of the snaps. Both of them, huh? And they both played well too. It's yeah. not like they didn't play well in the game, yes. but you wonder if that at some point might catch up. Like nah, I hear you. Yeah, but I mean, you got to have those guys in there. Long week now. At least, at least you got ten days now right. between games. So this, so this, this team is, should be fresh. You know, the Giants had you know a lot of injuries, especially the mm-hmm. last like two months. You know, the second half of the season, it's been pretty rough. But now the Giants are going to get as healthy as they possibly can. This little mini buy that they had after this Thanksgiving week with Dallas is like perfect timing. It was like two weeks after the the regular buy, yep. and then now it's like okay, we got some guys back. The Giants got some guys back, and now it's like, all right, there's really no excuses. There's really nothing to be said. You got your quarterback. You got your running back. You got your pass rushers here. You know, okay, okay, you're missing Xavier McKinney. Julian Love has stepped up. The Giants right now have the best team that they have to make this run because this is going to be a tough stretch that they have. And, look, I'm not looking for them to win out. I don't think that's even possible for them to do. But I'm looking for them to be competitive. They have to win against the Commanders. And that doesn't have to be this week, but they have to win against the Commanders. They need at least one win. They need to, the they, they, if, they, if they get swept by the Commanders, the season is over. 
It's over, it's, Schmelk. It's going to be very, very it's difficult. It's going to be I'm very difficult. <laughs> if they get swept, it's going to be very difficult. I hope they don't get swept. No, I don't. But, think so. and, and I don't. By the way, I don't. I really don't think they will. No, I don't either. I don't either. I don't either. Unless we see something totally drastic that's different than what we've seen, because we have seen a good product from the New York Giants and his football team half-handed you know like they haven't had their guys in, in the last few weeks and yeah they lost three out of four but now they're getting guys back and 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 this is my thing when I, we talked about the offense and about them running different plays they've ran different plays different game plans every single week now they have this body of work that they've put together they've had you know eight nine ten days since the last game now they got this new game i expect the crisp offense i expect right. them to go out and perform Crisp. I ex- I expect to run their best plays. Nothing nothing to hold back on. Now this is it. You know what I mean. This is it. Yeah. Don't try to hold back because the commanders got you in two weeks. The books open. <laughs> don't call, don't try to hold back. Take everything out. Let's that go. Bag. Let, everything let's comes go out the right bag. now. And and same thing as defense too. Let's turn up. Let's get to that quarterback. And if Wink Martindale, if you got to manipulate your defense just a little bit and maybe do something out of character, maybe double somebody on third down instead of blitzing. I don't know. Just maybe something a little different, different wrinkle. You know, like, let's figure that out because this where the best football needs to be played right now. Every single player on that roster, the Giants roster, are talking about playing good football in December, meaning from football in December. Every single interview from the coaches – uh, Wink, Dayball, all the players, Julian Love, even Landon Collins talk about playing meaningful football in December because he has played meaningful football in December, and Landon has been to the playoffs. And it's right now where they have to play their best football as a collective unit. Everybody yeah. has to be on point. People need to be coming early. People need the extra lift. They need to play extra like film time. They you need, need to, to turn play up right now. This like, is it. Like they did against the Ravens and the Packers. 100%. That's the giant team that yep. needs to show up this week. Yep, and they got the guys now. That's coming off an of injury. They got the guys yeah, got that we've been thinking about. If he comes back, let's see how we do. Aziz Ojolari, we talked about him. Great pass rusher. Come back, bro. You got to make an impact. You got to make an impact. You got to come back and make some plays. Everybody. Everybody has to contribute because, look, commanders are a solid, solid team. Yeah. By year's end, we're going to see how good they truly are. But right now, they're good enough to beat the Giants at home. That's how good they are. They All can right. do that. I don't think you've talked to Big Ed in Maryland yet. He is one of our more positive callers, and I'm sure this game is personal for him, given he's down there in Commander's yeah, Country. Yeah, yeah. Big Ed, yeah, yeah, what's yeah. going on, man? What's up, Big John? How you doing, buddy? We're good. Love the energy. Yeah. Who's that? Oh. <laughs> I don't recognize the voice. Jonathan Casillas, Big Ed, oh. and he is now oh, very okay. insulted up, and unhappy with you. Oh, What's up, Big John, man? Great to talk to you, man. Great to talk to is you. Is it Thank really you great to talk to you? You just found out who bro. I was. <laughs> yeah, I didn't recognize the voice. You it's wasn't good. Nice to meet you. You wasn't Jeff and all that. Yeah, man. Oh, my gosh. Guys, you have been hitting it all day, but I have to tell you like this. Look, we can win this game on Sunday. If we can stay healthy enough to finish the game on Sunday, <laughs> yeah. it's not about what it ain't about what we got. It's about can you finish and not be and not hurt? Yeah. Because that's what's been that's what we've been missing the last couple of games. War of that's attrition. Why we lost? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I said yeah, war. I, yeah, yeah. Big Ed. I said war of attrition, man. It's you know, it's yeah. who's left standing yeah. in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Right, because we got the juice to do it. We got the players to make it happen. You was right. John, you was right, man. Just, they can do what they're supposed to do. You're right. They're supposed to win that game. But I'll tell y'all this. Um, they got to be Philly. 
Yeah, I know they got to split the command. No, you got no, you got to be, be Washington. Philly. No, Big Ed. No, no, no. You got to be skip Washington. But why are you worried about Philly? Don't worry about Philly. I ain't worried worry about, about Philly. Man, you just I brought Philly up. Philly. Worry about Matter Washington. Fact, what's that crap about being scared of Philly? Man, we was gonna beat Philly. We beat Philly last year. We'll beat them again this year. We got the remedy to beat Philly. <laughs> we know how to stop that guy, man. We did it before. That's what we'll do again. See, All right, so as I see it, we got to win these, just win a couple of games. I mean, and then the biggest game, y'all, we cannot sleep. Christmas Eve against Minnesota. That's the sleeper sneaker. Sleeper sneaker. I'm telling you, that's the one. We got to make sure we win that one, too. But, uh, All right, yeah, so you're I'm at 4 0 now, right, Big right? <laughs> yes, exactly You're 4 0. Wait, 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 I'm going to wrap it up. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. You're I'm going to wrap it you're up. Good. <laughs> look, look, I'm going to wrap it up and say this. Look, now you guys will be down here in a couple of weeks, all right? Yep. That's my birthday weekend, okay? All right, just getting their heads up again. That's my birthday weekend. And it's supposed to be even on the 18th, which is the day. So, you know I'm going to be super jacked for that because all these Commander fans around here be talking too much trash. So, but I do have to get you all the heads up, though. That Robinson kid, he's a great running back. He can run. The, he can run between the tackles. This guy is good. All right. So it's like even if you're playing seven or eight in the box, we still have to tackle. Yeah. And we cannot allow um, Dotson or uh, McLaren to beat us on the on the on out routes or even a deep route. But definitely, tell Daniel Jones, man, you got to do this. Throw the ball more deep. I have not seen enough deep passes. He got to throw the ball deep. Even if Galladay won't catch it, at least try <laughs> get those penalties, man. Get that spot foul pass interference penalties. They are subject to that, so you can do that. Got to beat them over the top. All right, that's the game plan. Beat them over the top. Tackle the running backs. All right, that's it. Good stuff, Big Ed. Appreciate right, man. it, man. I'm better. Oh yeah, I'm better. I, t- I told Lance that I had COVID, man. I officially oh. had COVID last week. But I'm getting better? better. I'm much better now. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm man. Up Big Ed, appreciate the call, man. Yeah. And I got to tell you, you sound a lot better than mm-hmm. Lance, who has like no voice right now. I I don't know what oh, he's going to no. sound like tomorrow. Yeah, he messed up. Yeah, he picked yeah. up some type of bug. He got he tested negative for flu and COVID. But I happened to be in the car. I haven't talked to him since like Monday. I was in the car the other day. He was on Sirius. That dude sounded like a, he he could have been like an extra from The Walking Dead. Yeah. Like the, Ooh, no uh, way. Lance has a very melodic voice, too. Oh, I yeah, love he, his he voice. Was, he was struggling. It was, <laughs> it was a struggle. Thanks, Big Ed. Appreciate the call. But, yeah, he was. it was a struggle. Hopefully, he's good to go tomorrow yeah. for the show. And then I kind of want to – honestly, I'm thinking I, I need to sit him on the bench tomorrow so he's ready for Sunday. How you know, he, me, man? He, he, Let he, me know. He, he, used to, he used to be out at the, at, the, at the stage on Sunday in the cold. He – Emailed ahead. He wanted to ask if we could have a the heater, heater. heater we out need there that for heater, him. Man. He wants the heater. Cold, baby. Yeah. And they got us in the shade, too. You know, like, oh, know. there's some sun there, but we ain't in the sun, bro. We're in the, <laughs> know, in the shade. It's 20 degrees colder in the shade, man. I know. I know. But, hey, look, he has a point, Big Ed. You know, and he, he's not speaking anything that we don't know, that we yeah, haven't discussed. And I, and I talked about that a lot, you know, and I would like for them to go and stretch this offense out a little bit more, you know. And I think that'll open up doors, you know, and, and – it just hasn't been there, and and it's I think it's just because of lack thereof at that position, the wide receiver position, you know. And look, I I've been kind of hard on him, KG. I've been kind of like trying to encourage, you know what I mean? Like I've been I've been on both sides of it, but at the end of the day, the guy's playing. He needs to perform. He needs to perform. He has to be some type of threat, you know. When I look at the New York Giants and I look at their receiving core, like I talk about fear, no one scares me there. 
No one scares me for their receiving core. Even Slayton. Slayton, yeah, he has some big play potential. He's done it, catching some passes that, you know, are deep passes for touchdowns and also shallow passes that he created yards after catch. He isn't a 1A guy, though. He's no, he's not. And, and, and Galladay once was. He once was, and that's the reason why the Giants brought him here. So I would like for not only Slayton to be the guy, but also Galladay be the guy. Yep. Come on, Galladay. Come on. Let's right. go. Let's wrap it up here, Jonathan, with Doug and Glenn Falls. Doug, what's up? Well, I, I wanted to get in because you, you had a call earlier trying to compare uh, Bellard and Mark Bavaro. Back a few weeks ago, John, when for some reason um, Howard Cross ended up being with Pauly D later in the week. Yeah. I called and asked him about Bellinger, and he told me because he also I didn't realize he also played with Zeke Mowat. He said Bellinger probably could end up being the best tight end in the NFL. He said he's way a better blocker than even him and, and Mark Bavaro was coming out of college, and he says he's got hands and he looks to catch in, and he's going to he's going to continue being um, uh, Daniel's favorite target. But he he actually compared. Himself, him, and he says he's a way better blocker than I ever was when I was in the NFL. So don't whoa, worry. About whoa, no, 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 no. He didn't say Bellinger was a better blocker than he ever was in the NFL. He said coming out of school, he was a better oh, blocker right away. than he was yeah, early yes. in the career. Well, that, that's not what he said the day when he was in on with. Doug, I promise you, Howard Cross did not say right now. Daniel Bellinger was a better block. Howard Cross would block Reggie White one on one. Daniel Bellinger ain't blocking how Reggie White one on one. He got the All body right, to do it though. Dude's big as hell. Next time, and Howard Cross, I want you to ask him because I will. We'll see him on Sunday. I'll see him on yes. Sunday for sure. Yeah, yeah, and 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 uh, Howard will be on me next Tuesday, Doug. I promise you, I'll ask him that question. But I know Howard. Right. Howard is very high on Howard Cross's blocking ability as a pro, and rightfully so. He was a great blocker. Yeah. He, he could have been an off. They tried to make him an offensive tackle at the end of his career. Yeah, he's huge. But he wanted That's to play. T- I mean, he's a. I mean, Howard. He's a freaking monster, dude. He looks like an offensive tackle. Big old. Hands. But Doug, I will make sure I ask that. Do, um, do you have anything else for us or no? No, just the thing about Bellman. Glad that he's awesome. back. Great. Appreciate the call, Doug. Good stuff. Yeah, Howard was an unbelievable blocker. Yeah. He was. Oh yeah. Like, though, they would literally say, all right, go out, go back, go out. Like, he would block Reggie, Reggie White one-on-one. White. Oh, my God. They'd, I, they'd purposely isolate him on Bruce Smith and Reggie White. What? He was that good as a what? blocker. Yeah. See, I'm saying what because you just don't see that. Not because now. Because if a no. defensive end gets – a dominant defensive end, which those two guys were, gets left with the tight end no matter who it oh, is. death. It's food. I mean – It's a snack. Dude, just look on Thursday. <laughs> Did you see what happened when they tried to block Kayvon Thibodeau with Dalton Schultz? That's he what put I'm him saying. on. He put on a railroad track. Easy tracks. money. That's easy money. Yeah. Easy money. It's like stealing candy from a baby. But Bellinger, man, he's just as big as any DN that I've seen in the league. The guy has size and he has the attitude and the grit and the want to to block. You know, I talked to my PT today earlier about me playing tight end in high school. I only had 20 catches. I had eight touchdowns, though. I'm going to throw that in there. <laughs> right? I only had 20 catches. But we were in a wing T, and oh, I yeah. liked blocking the linebackers. I liked. Hitting the linebacker that didn't see me coming. I like that. You got you had to have a different attitude playing that position because it's not always catching passes, looking fancy, you know what I'm saying, and scoring touchdowns. It's a lot of that grit work, that gritty work that Bellinger is all about. The other thing Howard told me Parcells used to do, and uh, later on Dan Reeves, that there was like a pass rusher that got a little cocky in practice. They would send Howard out there to block him and kind of just, you know. Yeah, yeah, manhandle him real yeah, quick. Put bit. him in his place. 
I mean, let's be honest. If Howard came out of school now at that size, they'd want him. He'd probably be an offensive All tackle line. in yeah, college. For sure. He wouldn't be a tight end. Yeah, no, no. I mean, how big was Howard when he played for the Giants? Do you know that? That's a really good question. He, I, I'm sure. I love Howard. But I'm sure he got a little bigger as career oh, yeah, yeah, as yeah, the career oh, yeah. was coming to a close. You know, you don't have to apologize for that. <laughs> On his pro football reference page, and this is the best I can do, he's listed at 6'5", 270. <laughs> You're gonna see John's face right now, by the way. <laughs> Two seventy. So you wow. do, and you could have easily said, "All right, Howard, go put on thirty pounds," and he yeah, would have put on put, yeah, thirty tackle. Did you know what he was when he showed up at Alabama? No, one eighty-five. What he told me? He told me he showed up at Alabama at one eighty-five. What? It's crazy, That's right? Insane. Because he was what? a basketball player in high school. I mean, I showed up to Wisconsin at 195. I left at 220, maybe? Yeah, he said he which left. Which is, that's pretty normal. He left between 240 and 250 from Alabama. 70 pounds-ish. He, he, got, he used to play. He t- tell me a story. He used to play pickup basketball with Charles Barkley, Derek McKee, yeah. and all those other guys that were down in Alabama. And I think it was his second year. And was it was Bear Bryant? I think Bear Bryant might have still been there. Might have been his coach. I'm trying to remember who the Alabama coach know, was yeah. then. Whoever it was. It, 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 it was a big name. And... He literally saw him in the offseason um, playing basketball, and he said, Howard, we're trying to put weight on you, dude. Like, what are you doing here? You're not playing basketball. He was there from 58 to 82. He's not. So Howard went ahead. I'm trying to think of who coached Alabama after that. I'll have to look that up. Um, but he basically said, dude, like, you're not playing you're just not. <laughs> you're not playing basketball anymore. Like we need you to put weight on. Yeah. He ran track in high school. He ran a four. He ran four by one hundred. Oh wow. So he was an athlete. Dude, he's just a he, huge he, human being. He was a huge human being <laughs> that was just an unbelievable athlete. Just wow. okay, Howard. Crazy. I see you, big dog. Nah. Big Howard. He shook my hand the other day, and my hand disappeared. Yeah. No, dude, yeah. The, he is the biggest. Yeah, he has the huge. biggest, he's, he's biggest a big hands. Man. He's a big man. I'm so happy he's not here. When he comes he, on the stage at a radio show, it kind of the stage kind of shakes a little I bit. I have to make know? sure I keep Howard humble when he's on the air, but since he's not here, I can say you some talk nice about things about him. I, I, can be, I can be nice now, not when he's on the air, though. Good stuff, JC. Same here, bro. You can check out Jonathan if you like what you heard today. Go check us out on WFAN at 1130 on Sunday as you get ready for Giants and Commanders. But we have another show tomorrow. Check it out, 1230. Lance and I will get ready, and I'll continue to preview with a focus on Washington's defense here. Uh, Giants and Commanders coming your way on Sunday afternoon. For Jonathan Casillas, I am John Schmuck. We'll see you next time on Big Blue Kickoff Live. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA.